Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Earl Sewell, the creator and narrator of the podcast Manhunt. You can look forward to getting new episodes bi-weekly. If you would like to support the show, please head on over to Podchaser and leave a rating and review. And now, here's Season 2. Episode 2 of Manhunt. Katie Books Productions presents an original podcast, Manhunt. Written, produced, and narrated by Earl Sewell. Luther meandered toward his fire-damaged apartment building on Prairie Street, which now looked more gruesome than ever. The brown brick was now charred with black blemishes from the fire that prior Saturday. It was the first time Luther had been back since the fire, and the sight of his destroyed home caused a swell of untamed emotions to fill his heart. He slowly shuffled up the steps and was greeted by the stench of charred wood, seared metal, and scorched brick. The unpleasant odor of stagnant water, which floated through the air, was almost overpowering. He cuffed his hand and covered his nose, not wanting to inhale the toxic fumes too deeply. There was a flimsy yellow barrier of police tape that crisscrossed the doorway that Luther yanked down. He stepped inside of the building hallway, crunching broken glass with each step he took before reaching the door of his basement apartment. The moment he turned the doorknob, the door fell off of its hinges, tumbling violently down the steps of his apartment and splashed in some standing water. Luther then realized the building was probably a structural hazard and extremely dangerous for him to be in. However, At that moment, Luther didn't care. He was determined to see if any of his belongings had survived the blaze. He nervously crept down the steps into the bowels of his pitch-black apartment. His nerves were uneasy because every step he took, the wooden steps hissed and split, threatening to detach from the wall and leave him stranded and the hollow belly of the building. It was pure black inside his apartment, so he turned on a flashlight he'd borrowed from a local merchant. Luther, truthfully, 
thought he'd be able to salvage something, but from the looks of things, nothing was worth keeping. He waded through the puddles of water and went from one end of his apartment to the other, looking at gaping holes which allowed him to walk through the wall in order to enter another room. There were colossal craters in the ceiling that allowed him to look straight up to the third floor of the building. Water was still streaming down through one of the holes. He made his way toward the kitchen, and sitting on the window sill was a Nelly CD he'd purchased. He picked it up and moved toward a sliver of sunlight, which was splintering in from above. Luther stood silently for a moment, holding on to his only possession as he brooded over his situation. He was unemployed, homeless, and penniless. Damn! Luther howled out in disgust. At that moment, he heard one of the wooden planks on the steps split. Someone was coming. But who? He wondered. Who would come into a burned-out building? Luther stepped back through a wall and into the front room where the steps were so he could see who had come in. Who the hell are you? A thunderous voice demanded to know. Luther flinched because the voice startled the hell out of him. He had to squint his eyes because a person was shining a beam of light from a flashlight into his eyes. I'm going to ask you this one more time. Who the hell are you? The man's voice was more forceful and stern. My name is Luther. I used to live here. Who the fuck are you? Luther snarled at the man. My name is Quentin. I'm a police officer with a bomb and arson squad. I'm here investigating the cause of the fire. Quentin coughed a few times. <coughs> Would you please take that light out of my eyes, man? Luther had grown tired of squinting his eyes. You do realize it's not safe to be in here, don't you? Quentin asked, questioning the mental state of Luther. Yeah, I know. I was trying to see if I had anything left worth keeping, Luther answered. Quentin lowered the beam of light off of Luther's eyes. He then flashed the beam up the ceiling and glared into the black stains from the damage the fire caused. Where were you when the fire broke out? Quentin asked as he continued to survey the damage. I was at the auto parts store. Luther answered as he made his way towards Quentin. Did you leave the stove or anything on? Quentin continued to question Luther. No, the damn thing was aging and didn't work well. I had to constantly fiddle with the gas pipe. Luther was now directly before Quentin. Why? Was it leaking gas? Quentin asked. This building was always leaking some type of odor. When I came home from work the other day, my apartment smelled like gas. Other times it smelled like raw sewage. So, you tell me, was it the stove or the sewer gas that sparked the fire? Do you smoke cigarettes, Luther? Quentin purposely ignored Luther's question. What's up with all the questions? I didn't set the place on fire. Luther said, suddenly edgy and suspicious of Quentin. I didn't say you did. But, from the looks of things, the fire started in your unit. Quentin went over to the seared stove. 
How long do you think the stove had been malfunctioning? Quentin asked. Shit, man, I don't know. The place came with the stove. For all I know, the damn thing has been that way for years. Luther answered with agitation. Did you report the faulty stove to the landlord? Quentin asked, unafraid of Luther's jumpiness. No, Luther answered. He knew Packard wouldn't give a rat's ass about the faulty stove. My hunch is that vagrants loitering outside your window inadvertently caused this fire. There's a graveyard of cigarette butts and matchsticks on the other side of this window. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. The window faces a vacant lot of land. People stand there, drink, smoke, do drugs, or whatever, out of the direct eyesight of the police. You know what I mean? Luther was hoping that Quentin would catch his drift. Yeah, I'll get the picture. Who owns the building? Quentin turned his attention back to Luther. Packard. A dude named Packard. Luther answered as he moved to exit. Does he have a last name? Quentin asked. I'm not sure, Luther said as he took a step. Then how do you pay your rent? Quentin was curious. I pay in cash, Luther said. How long have you lived here? Not long. Luther was getting short with Quentin because he wasn't about to tell him anything about Packard. Where can I find Packard? Quentin asked. Hell if I know, man. Luther was clearly aggravated. If Quentin wasn't a cop, he knew he would have left a long time ago. Does he know his property has been damaged? I said, I don't know, man. Luther barked at him. Quentin flashed a beam of light on Luther and noticed that Luther had backtracked and picked up a red toolbox. Luther took the toolbox back up the stairs and outside. Quentin trailed close behind him. Here, take my card. If you run across this packet fellow, let him know I would like to speak with him, Quentin said. Okay, Luther answered. Where are you going with that toolbox? Quentin asked. It's mine. Luther opened it up and noticed his tools appeared to be undamaged. They're not damaged, so I'm taking them with me. The two of them walked down the sidewalk towards Quentin's unmarked police car. Remember, if you see Packard, tell him I need to speak with him. No problem, Luther said as he put Quentin's card in his pocket and watched as he pulled off. No sooner than Quentin had turned the corner, Packard pulled up. Luther! Packard acted as if he were happy to see him. How does it feel to be a man standing on your own two feet? Packard taunted him. Luther couldn't say a word because he was trying to contain his fury. All he could do was glare at Packard with contempt. Are you trying to eyeball me, fool? Packard's tone was a threatening one. Luther 
forced his eyes to break contact and billow towards the ground. No, Packard, Luther mumbled. Good, because I would hate to think you were trying to buck up on me. At that moment, another car pulled up and a white gentleman wearing a gray business suit carrying a briefcase got out. Finally, this fool showed up. This lazy son of a bitch insurance man was supposed to be here a week ago to handle my claim. That's what I get for fucking around with some no-name insurance company. Packard got out of his car and spit on the ground. Luther, meet Mr. Charlie, my insurance adjuster. Hello, Luther greeted the man. Nice to meet you, the man said, and then he and Packard headed for the burned-out building. Luther was suspicious of Packard, so he decided to do some quick snooping. He went over to Packard's car and peeped in the window of his blazer. He saw matchbooks littering the front seat and suspected Packard of purposely aiding the gas line fire for the insurance money. That's why Packard said I would never have to worry about paying the rent there again. Luther began walking away from the blazer, angry and at the end of his rope. However, his mind did begin to put together a likely scenario as to what happened. That's why Packard was so damn concerned with getting him out of the building. Luther had just had an epiphany. Packard had been planning to torch the building all along. That son of a bitch purposely did this shit to me. The thirst for revenge quickly engulfed Luther's mind and heart. At that moment, a voice from deep within him told him to steal Packard's blazer. I feel nauseous, believe me. Never had a lot of shit come easy. Had to work hard, struggle just to be me. Had to rise up just so they could see me. Did what I had to do just to feed me. And what was left over, I put towards my dreaming. But the only thing in life that has meaning. Taking something from Packard would be a bold and daring move. Luther said out loud. But I damn sure feel good about doing it. This would be the chance to get even with that fool once and for all. Luther walked over to Packard's car. He was thankful that he hadn't brought any of his goons with him. Luther had no plan as to where he'd go with the car or what he'd do with it once he had it. He just wanted to hurt Packard in some way. Luther took a hammer out of his toolbox, approached Packard's car, and smashed the driver's side window. He was thankful that Packard didn't have an auto alarm. He snatched some wires from under the dashboard, reconfigured them, and stuck a screwdriver in the ignition. 
Once he got the car to start, he quickly put it into gear and sped off. Everybody wants to be king, yeah they all wanna ring, yeah we all wanna be free. So show me what you got, what you bring, how you fight in the ring, how you take a fucking swing. Do you got heart? Are you mean? Got some scars? Got some... Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.